welcome to the Virtually Done podcast. My name is Gemma and I'm the founder of Virtually Done. The Virtually Done podcast is created as a space to start important conversations that are often overlooked and speak to women in business with amazing stories and even better advice. It makes me so happy that you're here listening and I would absolutely love for you to tag me on social media at Virtually Done and let me know what you think. My hope is that you're able to take something away from every single episode that you can action into your business and that you're able to gain an insight into the behind the scenes of what running a business is really like. So let's dive in. I am joined by the fabulous Holly, who is one of my one-to-one clients and has been since the start of the year. So I'm really excited to get her on because I know her journey has been an amazing one and I want her to share it with you. But also like, I've just got this really proud feeling because I'm like, we've done so much together in three months and it's just amazing to see you on the podcast and being able to share so many wins, so many lessons like that I know so many people will benefit from. So this is a special one for me, but Holly, you introduce yourself because otherwise I will just gush about you that's really sweet <laughs> I honestly feel like I've known you forever I can't believe it's only been three months but hi everyone I'm Holly I'm a virtual assistant I'm based in Bristol but again um the same as other VAs I work with people kind of all all over the UK I've been a virtual assistant since January 2020 so just over two years and I love it I love my job it's it's brilliant I wish I'd done it sooner actually so yeah it's it's great amazing and the first question I want to ask you is the moment that you thought, actually, do you know what? I'm going to start my own business because I feel like we see a lot of business owners when they're in it and they've been in it for a year or two years. But if you think back to the moment where you really decided, I'm just going to go all in and run my own business. What did that moment look like? Was it excitement? Was it fear? Like, tell us about that. Um, it was a bit of both, actually. So at the time I was a personal trainer And I enjoyed my job, but I think I got to a point where I just got a bit stagnant with it. So I decided I wanted to do something sort of alongside my personal training. And I was thinking of the strengths that I had and what I was actually good at. So I went back to my university degree where I I did business management. I'd done a lot of admin roles. So going forward, I thought, actually, probably my strengths are admin and organisation. So I started having a little think about how how I could make it work. At the time, I was thinking of something that I could do potentially whilst doing a bit of traveling, moving around a little bit, making sure I wasn't just sort of uh, stopped in one place. So I looked into virtual assistants and it was worrying because obviously it's, it's nothing. It's, it's sort of, you're setting up your own business, I guess, from, from scratch. And I, I had never looked into it before. So I did a lot of research, a lot of research. It took a really long time for me to actually get the business sort of going. I did it alongside my other job at the same time. So I didn't feel like there was a a massive rush to get it sort of started. Um, But more than anything, I was really excited because my dad's always been sort of self-employed and I've always wanted to sort of follow in his footsteps and own my own business, earn my own money and actually go out there and sort of get my clients and things like that. So I was excited to just see how far I could go with it. and obviously here I am today, two years later. So yeah, obviously it's gone quite well, which is good. But yeah, I, it was nerve-wracking at the same time, as it always is, I think, when you're in a self-employed job. You're always going to have that fear, aren't you, of sort of security and things. But a part of me just thought, you know what, you just got to go for it. And if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. And if it does, it does. And that's great. And we even had COVID as well that started shortly after. So that that would have been, it was either going to go one of two ways. It was going to go well or it wasn't. And um, luckily it went well. So that was good. I think the really interesting thing is everything that you were describing feeling there and I don't know if you would agree with this as well 
I feel like I feel almost every day of my business still just about new mm. things like that fear and excitement yeah. of like is this going to work I'm going to go for it anyway I feel that every time I bring something new out or every time I put out a post that I didn't know is going to work would you say the same like you still have those feelings oh definitely definitely I mean you still wake up don't you and you still think like it's a new day is something is something different going to happen is a new challenge going to come up that you're going to have to deal with um and it is but but then you get this massive sense of achievement when things go well and things go right and you're doing a good job and I just love that feeling and I love the feeling of putting myself out there and maybe getting a new client or achieving something new and that sense of achievement I don't think I've ever had in an employed role my whole life so yeah I do I love it I love sort of working for myself having my own business it's got a lot of perks, hasn't it? I would be curious to know if there's anything that's been a real positive for you that you were surprised by. So maybe something that you didn't expect that you ended up loving or I don't know, maybe you've started loving that fear of being pushed out of your comfort zone or something like that. Um, oh, do you know, I, I do. I love um, the, not the unknown. I love going on a discovery call with someone new and finding out what they do. And actually, I thought I was going to be really nervous about talking to people because I'd never spoken to them before. But actually, that's probably one of my main things that I love doing. I love getting on a call and just talking through people's businesses with them and getting to sort of know their problems and their pain points and sort of almost um, seeing myself in them a little bit and then being able to provide them with hopefully a solution to help them get a bit better in what they do. Um, but I think overall... I mean, there's so many positives. I honestly, I just, I love doing it so much. It's, it's, it's mad. I would just say to people, if you were going to set up your own business, I think you've just got to take the risks and just go for it and just see what happens. Because otherwise you'll never know if it's going to work. So there's two things I want to pick up from that. So the first is you loving discovery calls I think is really interesting because most people I talk to absolutely hate them and I think what I was hearing from you there was that when going on a discovery call you really make it about the client and I think what a lot of people do is they get so much in their own head because they're worried about it going wrong or saying the wrong thing or you know is it going to work or is it not that they end up going into the discovery call thinking about themselves and when you're thinking about yourself you can't be thinking about the client and what I heard when you were talking then was that you go into it really prioritizing the client and what they need and how you can help them and I actually really think that makes a big difference is there anything that you would say to people who do currently hate discovery calls and just completely dread them and wish they loved them um do you know what I would just get on a call and just be yourself like don't feel like you're having to sell your service you're selling yourself and I think sometimes the best trait you can have is just being a good listener and I honestly believe in that. I just think if you can be a good listener, it's amazing. You can sit and talk and talk and talk, but just having even like a friend or a colleague who just listens to you is, is brilliant. Um, and if you can show that you're a good listener, I mean, right from the offset of your discovery call, I think it shows that during your working relationship, it will always be like that and you'll always be a good listener. And you know that if you are taking on a virtual assistant, they will listen to you and understand your needs and it will make that working relationship just that little bit better because if you're both talkers for example I don't think that works and if you're both listeners that doesn't really work it kind of you do need that the opposites I think to help it work a little bit better 
but yeah, I would just say just listen. And actually, sometimes actually listening during the discovery call, you pick up on a few other things that that person might not realise is a is a problem. So yeah, just listen, have a conversation about it, get the get the person to talk about their business and yeah, undercover some sort of underlying issues that they might not even know that they've got themselves until you kind of get knee deep in the core with them. Yeah, and this is something we've been talking about in our one-to-one calls is that there is this kind of need to sort of take control is the wrong word, but be able to get on a discovery call and lead it yourself because sometimes the client doesn't necessarily know what they need. And also a discovery call is about finding the right fit. So is it a good fit for the client, but also is it a good fit for you? And I think what you've said there is really important because when you're listening, you're not just listening for, I'm going to listen to what this client is telling me so that I can say the right things back. It's I'm listening so that I can also figure out if they're a good fit for me because they might say things where you can be like, oh, actually, it sounds like you need this service. But also they might say something that's a bit of a red flag for you or maybe suggest that they're not quite ready to work with a VA. So I think it sounds so simple, but listening is so important, isn't it? Mm, yeah, completely. And I mean, throughout the whole relationship that you have with your clients, just being able to listen and um, just understand your clients' needs a little bit more. And like you just said, you're not, I'm not listening for them to say something for me to then sell to them I'm I'm just always showing up as myself and it all me it only shows that I just care about them right from the offset I'm a caring person and I do I care about them I care about my clients I care about their business and in reflection of that I care about the sort of entire thing that encompasses their business um so yeah I do I love yeah I love hearing about new businesses how people sort of deal with um challenges that they're going through and then hopefully being able to provide them with some solutions the other thing I wanted to pick up on after what you said was that you were talking about kind of feeling that fear and doing the thing anyway Mm -hmm. I'm curious because I don't think we've spoken about this so you invested in my one-to-one at the end of last year ready to start in the new year and you from what I remember you were like you were all in you came out the blue you're one of those people who just dm'd me and I was like I don't know who you are and you were like I'm ready and you were just you seemed 100% all in from the outside from the inside did you have that fear like what was that experience like when you invested and you can be honest um do you know what it was a really it was a really strange feeling I think I said this to you the other day I I 100% knew that I needed um some help because I'd got to a point where business was going really well, but I just couldn't seem, I was kind of at a dead end, kind of at a brick wall, didn't really know where to go from here. Um, and I'd followed you on Instagram for ages. And like you said, I was kind of like one of those secret stalkers on Instagram where I'd like watch your story, like look at your post, probably not even like them, but I was like always watching and I was always reading. And um, I, do you know what? I was nervous, but almost not. I kind of had an adrenaline rush and, um, I messaged you didn't I and then I didn't I didn't actually start for a couple more months just because it was Christmas and only things were going to be busy and like I said to you I just wanted to sign up and I wanted to pay and I wanted to then wait a couple of months to start and I think if I wouldn't have signed up and paid I think I would have spent that couple of months being like oh shall I shall I but I was so sure that I needed help I needed to just be like do you know what this is it I'm going for it um and I kind of am that kind of person. I think if I think about something for a good amount of time and I'm sure, I'll go for it. With other things, I can be quite indecisive. But with this, I, I knew that I needed help. I knew you were the person to do help me. 
and um it wasn't like I needed to like shop around or anything it was literally that I just needed to like reach out to you and that was it and then as soon as I we did our discovery call I was like yeah this is this is going to help me and I've just got to like sign up to it and do it um so yeah it was a little bit nerve-wracking but actually more than anything I was just I was just really excited to get started I think it's one of those things isn't it where sometimes you've just got like a feeling that this is the right time to invest or this is what I need or this is the person I think sometimes you just need to know and I know that sounds a little bit like spiritual and you know some people are very practical buyers and they want to shop around first but I think when it comes to having such like a long-term really close relationship like we speak virtually every day um, and I know your business like inside out and when you're going to have that relationship it almost needs to be like a almost like a love at first sight <laughs> but with yeah. a mentor so it almost needs to be like yeah this is the one like this feels good and I think if yeah. you're at the point where you think actually I'm not sure or I want to go and speak to somebody else just as it would be in a relationship I think that's almost a sign that it's not a good fit would you agree yeah completely I wanted to speak to you because I followed you and I believed in what you were putting I like like even during our calls I bring up stories that you've written in past Instagram posts from like years ago that I still remember now and things like that so for me it was I spoke to you I knew we were going to be a good fit and that was it and I could see that we were quite similar people so I just knew that it was going to work yeah it comes back to what we said about discovery calls doesn't it in that when I get or when I got on a call with you it wasn't just let me see how I can sign Holly and get her to sign a contract because that probably wouldn't have worked you would have picked that up and you wouldn't have got the right energy and you probably would have gone to somebody else and shopped around instead it was let me get on a call with Holly and see if I can help her see if we're a good fit see if we could work together for x amount of months and I feel like when we were on that call you were kind of seeing if I was a good fit I was seeing if you were a good fit and then it was just like a hundred percent yes from both of us and that's yeah. how I think those relationships should feel yeah definitely and I mean like you said our one-to-ones are so personal like we do we have several calls a week we're always messaging all week and like the same thing I said about listening I know you're always there and I, and I think where we've got respect for each other and I think it just works and our values kind of just sit together and I think if anything that's that's the main the main thing that I would look for in a mentor and obviously that's why I saw in you so yeah it was um the best move really <laughs> best move good. I've done in a long time <laughs> good how how crap would it be if you came on the podcast and you were like no I actually hate you it's been really <laughs> awful <laughs> <laughs> no no best move best move I just wish I'd done it sooner really it's it. yeah, yeah I think it's one of those things isn't it that it's you probably know that you need something for a while and then whenever you finally do the thing you're like oh why didn't I do that earlier um I think it's yeah. always the way with everything and recently I did some stories on Instagram and did like a poll and virtually everyone said I know I need help I know I can't move forwards until I get help but I refuse to invest and that's yeah. the kind of person that I'm like, oh my gosh, like, let me help you. You know, it, it's yeah. such a horrible place to be when you know that you're stuck and you know that you need something, but you don't give it to yourself. And I know that some people can't afford to invest or it's not the right time. And, you know, there are lots of reasons why it might not be good for you. But I think if you can do something, even if it was just like a one-off call with a coach or I don't know, like a low ticket course is going to get you moving forward. Like you will look back and think, why did I not do that six months earlier? Oh my gosh, definitely. I mean, there were so many things that I just wanted, like I said to you from the beginning, when we did our first call, I had this massive, like, two A4 page list of things that I wanted to do and get done in my business. And I just had no idea where to start. I was just looking at this list every day, like, 
oh, I need to do that. I need to do that. I need to post on Instagram. I need to, um, I don't know, create this. And it, nothing was getting ticked off. So if anything, it was almost like I needed accountability as well. Obviously, all your advice and everything is amazing. But just having you there to be like, have you done this? You need to do that. It was just, yeah, it's just brilliant. And it's just pushed everything so much further along than it. I probably would have just been in the same position now as I was in January if I wouldn't have invested in you. I do think investing in a, in a coach is the best thing ever. It's, um, I mean, I recommend it to everyone. Like you said, people don't always have the budget and things like that. But I mean, if you can invest in other things, then I would, yeah, I would totally just put some money aside and invest in a coach. Because in, in the long term, it, it will benefit you so much, so much. I completely agree. Um, yeah. This next question, I feel like we've maybe touched on elements of this, but what is or what has been the biggest struggle in your business so far? It can be something that you're still struggling with or something that you've maybe gone through and come out the other side of. Okay. Um, do you know, one of my biggest struggles was probably working for my clients and doing client work, but then also finding time to work on my own business. And I do think I've got slightly better at this, but I think right in the beginning when we first started working together, I had so much client work and I'd almost kind of booked myself out with client work so much that I had no time to work on my own business at all. So obviously, like I said, I had this list of pages and pages of things that I wanted to do and nothing was getting ticked off because all day I was doing client work and I was just struggling to get any time to do Instagram posts, work on my website, just put some content together I just I just didn't feel like I had the time to do it and I obviously I didn't want to work every evening and weekend either so I didn't want to feel like I had to do it then so yeah it was just kind of my biggest struggle I guess was managing my own time to do my own business tasks alongside client work but I hopefully think this has improved because I do feel like I've come along <laughs> I've come quite a long way from the beginning of when we started working together so yeah I've tried to be a bit more strict with hours that I do client work and hours that I do my own work I think you've definitely improved because if you reflect like you're so much more active on socials you are in the process of redoing your website you've had your branding redone you've got a shoot coming up you've mm -hmm. got so many things going on in the background that you are getting done would you say the biggest reason that you've moved forward with those things in the last few months is just kind of prioritizing or is it you know bulking things together is it boundaries what do you think the kind of secret has been I think actually prioritizing is probably quite a good one I think when we started working together it came to light that I needed to go back a touch in order to go forward so first of all I needed to sort out my, my processes get those all streamlined I feel like everything was a bit of a mess I had things that weren't signed things like that so I went backwards slightly and then as we started working forwards and talking more about my ideal client, who I who I like to attract as clients, my values, I then started looking at my website, at my branding and realizing that it didn't really reflect the kind of VA that I wanted to be. Um, so I then started prioritizing that actually, if I was gonna move forward, I wanted to move forward with a fresh new look, new branding, new values that I could put out to people. Um, so I made that quite a high priority that all of a sudden I thought, yeah, I need to think of the kind of people that I want to that I want to work with um and actually like you said probably to do with boundaries as well it was it was a case of them thinking what kind of clients 
do I love working with? What kind of businesses do light me up? Um, so yeah, I think all of those things together, I'm really pleased that I've made that decision to kind of move forward with, with a new website and things like that. I mean, when we in back in January, I wasn't even thinking of getting a new website, but as we've moved on, it's just kind of rolled into that. And I, yeah, I'm pleased I'm doing it now. So hopefully not too much longer and it'll be ready. Today's Virtually Done podcast episode is sponsored by Coffee Clutch, my go-to for legal contracts for myself and my clients. If you're a service-based business owner, such as a virtual assistant, a web designer, a bookkeeper or a coach, they've got a wide range of contracts, policies and agreements to help you feel safe and secure in the legal elements of your business. So if you're looking for contracts or any other legal documents, I really recommend you go and check them out. All of their details are in the show notes. You're growing in so many different areas. And every time I speak to you, it amazes me how much you've done. <laughs> but you are yeah. one of those people that I'm like, you know, maybe we should like tick through these things. And you come back the next day and you're like, I did it all. <laughs> yeah, I know. I just feel I there's so much I want to do. And I, like you said, whenever we jump on a call, I talk about the next thing I want to talk about. I am always looking ahead. And I'm a real, I am really proactive. So if we say to do something, I would just get on and do it. And I've just wanted to make make the most of this time I've had before my website's been done to try and get everything nice and neat together so that when I do launch it I feel really settled and like aligned with everything um but yeah I mean this list of things I had to do like has just gradually ticked off more and more and I'm so pleased um because it was just getting to a point where it was getting longer and longer and I was just looking at it and I was just thinking I just honestly don't know where to begin with it and I think looking back at all the things we've worked on, yeah, yes, it's been a practical kind of ticking off of tasks that needed doing. But I would also say, having kind of worked with you, that it's been a process of almost falling more in love with your business, like maybe mm. realizing there were certain elements that weren't really working for you or that didn't really light you up. And actually, now I, I see that you're really excited about where your business is going. Would you agree? Oh, yeah, completely. I've got kind of a new not least of life I just view it all a bit differently now I feel like I totally know who I'm what businesses I enjoy working with and the type of person that I enjoy working with is my sort of ultimate result I know that I'm looking for a certain kind of person someone that's like me has the same values someone who's kind someone who respects my time someone who respects my boundaries because that was another one it felt like maybe the first few clients that I did take on maybe did push my boundaries slightly. So I feel like now that I've spoken with you, we've spoken about boundaries more. I now know not to let people push them so much because that does make me feel stressed and overwhelmed and that can reflect on the work that I do. So yeah, I think it's a case of sometimes stepping back and just viewing your business as a whole and seeing what, what needs to change to make you happier with it. And it was things like silly little things like my communication with all my clients for one was a mess to begin with probably just didn't help with my my feeling overwhelmed at all because I just had emails texts whatsapps slacks phone calls voice notes I would just feel honestly just all over the place I didn't know where I was sometimes with things so for me that was a massive massive change actually just saying to all of my clients I'm moving everyone onto slack I hope this is okay which it was with everyone um and for me, I've just got all my communication in one place and that just makes such a difference. Um, and that makes me happier with my business because I don't feel constantly 
on edge that I've got all of these different sort of forms of communication with all these unread notifications and things like that. So yeah, it's it's a lot of small changes, but they've they've made such a big impact. I think this is one of the things that scares a lot of people is that they know that they need to tell their clients something needs to change, whether that is the form of communication or a rate is going up, or maybe they need to be chased for a contract that was never signed or something that would make your life easier, but you're worried about how the client is going to perceive it. And I know that we've kind of been through this with a few different things that you had to notify clients of. What would you say to people who are in that position where they're thinking, oh, I really want to increase my rate, but like, what if all of my clients hate me and leave me? Like, what would your advice be having been through this? Um, I would honestly say if your client respects you and they, they love the work that you do, they will accept the change that you've made. I mean, I had to send out a boundary email to clients a couple of months ago. And I obviously, me being me, I was nervous about sending it out because it was saying to everyone, these are my new forms of communication. Like, I hope this is okay, but please don't WhatsApp me anymore. And for some clients, they've WhatsApp me for two years now. So it's a massive change. So I didn't want that all of a sudden to be a hindrance and for them to be like, oh, I've got to download something else to then communicate with Holly and then something else to communicate with my other clients um so it's it was a case of sending it and then not really looking back and thinking actually I'm taking control of my business this is how I want it to run and in order to make it run at a level where I feel really happy with it this is a change that I need to make and actually I made that change and it was brilliant all my clients were like absolutely fine with it some of them have even started using slack with their employees and things like that since having them sort of using it with me um, and I think it is a case of sort of pondering about it for a little bit and then actually looking at the bigger picture. And if it's going to make your life easier and better, then just to go for it. Um, and just deal with the consequences after. I mean, if someone came back and said, oh, I'm really sorry, sort of, no, then maybe, maybe you know they're not the right client for you. Maybe you know that the relationship doesn't quite work. So in a way, um, I would just say go for it. You have to. Like, it's your own business. You've just got to take the reins sometimes. Yeah, 100%. And I think the things that you put off are going to end up being the things that stop you from moving forwards. And like, I know that you've got such massive goals with the business. And ultimately, the longer that you put off small things like that, that feel really big in the moment, but in hindsight, you'll look back and realize it was a small thing. The longer you stop yourself from getting that level of success that you want. And I think it's so much better to send a scary email and maybe lose a client, maybe lose two clients. I had um, one of my previous clients, Ash, on the podcast a while ago, and she said that when she sent an email out, she lost half of her clients overnight, but within six weeks, she'd built it back up and had dream clients paying her more than ever. And I think you've almost yeah. got to take the risk and know that you will deal with what happens because at least Definitely. then in a couple of months time, you're in a much better position than if you just stayed and done nothing. I think it comes back to trusting yourself, doesn't it? Because it's the same thing that I see with people who have nightmare clients and they don't want to let them go. And I know that we've both been there. Um, and it's like, oh yeah, but, but what if, what if I let them go? Like what's the worst that's going to happen? And actually you've got clients before you can get clients again. It's just a case of trusting yourself that you will handle whatever happens next. I think that's a huge thing in business. Definitely. And also what will be, will be. I mean, if you do lose a client, you have to just believe that it wasn't a good fit. And that the next client you find will be a better fit for you and it will work going forward. Um, I think you can be quite hung up on when you do lose a client or when it doesn't quite work. You think, oh, 
what didn't go well and you kind of dwell on it and you think why did this happen to me kind of thing but but you have to just think obviously one way or another it didn't work either your end or it didn't work their end and essentially you want clients you want that relationship you want that bond more than anything I just want to be with clients who I love and I love their business I, I would hate for it to be one-sided that it just wouldn't work um so yeah going forward I mean that's that's all I look for in clients is that I look for clients that love their business so that I can love it as well <laughs> essentially yeah which sounds so simple but it's so important because yeah. I've worked with people before who hate their business and they're like I'm just gonna hire you to deal with it because I don't want to and that's such a hard place to be in because oh. like how can you support someone who hates their business like so so hard so completely agree um so what is next for you what's the long-term vision for Holly long-term vision so I would like to take on some associates actually that's my next step um I would like to create a small team obviously looking at in a few years time um I would love to just grow the business as big as I can um and yeah have a small team of people that work for me um I would I would love that that's probably my main aim actually is just to have a small team of people um obviously I'm a virtual assistant I work on my own and that's fine I love it I, I'm independent it's all good but I do sometimes miss having the banks off of other people I think that's why I've enjoyed working with you so much it's like having someone to work alongside with talk to banks off of um so yeah eventually that's that's what I would really like I would like to just grow the business to a point where um I've just got a small team of people that I love and we all work together and just create amazing services for amazing clients um but yeah that's a long-term vision this year I'm looking at getting my website sort of sorted putting that out there and just trying to push um push out my branding as much as possible and get people to know actually what my values are and the kind of people that that I, I really enjoy working with and what is one piece of advice that you would like to give to the people listening oh that's hard <laughs> got loads of advice um <clears throat> I would say a couple of things, probably the first thing, don't rush. Don't feel like you need to set up a virtual assistant company and do everything at once because it takes a long time. It took me two and a half years to start working with you to then go backwards to get all of my sort of bits in place. I would say get all your legal bits in place, but just take your time, get in your website together, actually think deep about who you want to work with your ideal client, things like that, because that's not really something I did in the beginning. And I felt like I took on a lot of clients sort of willy nilly and maybe they didn't work out because we weren't a good fit, but that's because I didn't really know who I wanted to work with. Um, so I would just say, yeah, don't rush, take your time, make sure you do a lot of, a lot of research, um, a lot of brainstorming yourself, the kind of people you want to work with, the values you have. Um, so yeah, first tip, don't rush, take your time. Um, Second tip, I know this is probably going to sound cliche, but just invest in, not even not even just a coach, just make some investments in yourself. Whatever you feel like you need a bit of help with, just just put a little bit of money aside. And honestly, in the in the long term, it just it helps so much. I mean, like I said to you, I wish I'd started this ages ago, but I actually think we started working together at the right time. Um, I had a really good list of stuff that I wanted like help with. So maybe invest in right at the beginning you may need but maybe just wait a little bit until you actually realize that you hit a few walls and that then you actually need a bit of help and a bit of guidance um 
but I mean just having someone just to talk through things with any challenges that come up and then and someone like you who's actually been there and done it and you actually speak to a lot of other virtual assistants just helps so much because obviously you've got advice from from all sort of people from all around the world um that really helps as well so I would just say if you if you are hitting some walls just invest um and like us for example we people outsource to us like we should outsource as well I said this to you the other day like I really want a cleaner and I hate cleaning and I don't know why I do it so I'm gonna outsource and get a cleaner who is actually good at cleaning and enjoys it and does it for a job so it's the same thing with business people we should outsource and we should get people to help us um with anything that we're not quite sure on so yeah I would definitely utilize the skill of outsourcing because we obviously preach it so I would do it as well outsource things that you don't want to do or that you're not good at because then you again can focus on on actually doing the work that you want to do yeah it makes such a big difference and I'm still working on this I'm the worst at asking for help especially like at home in like personal life I just I'm like I'm a strong independent woman I do it all myself and then I like I can't um but we hired a cleaner just for like I think it, every other week for like two hours um she's been with us for maybe a year or something and it's been mm. the biggest difference and I think sometimes people view it with this kind of like negative like how dare I ask for help and get someone else to clean my house and this horrible sort of like way of looking at it but the way I look at it is like she's another female-led small business that I'm supporting with the money that I earn from my female-led small business she loves what she does she comes around and like we have a good chat and like it's all like a really nice relationship and I get to pay her for that and and then that also gives me time to do other stuff I need to do. And actually, I think it is how you like look at it depends on how you feel about it. Um, so, yeah, and I've gone off tangent about cleaning. I mean, I and like we're going back, like saying about investments, <clears throat> as you said, this year, I've actually invested in quite a lot. And it's I've been investing in myself because I want to just up level everything. I've invested in you because I want more knowledge and I wanted help streamlining all of my processes moving forward. I had a branding um, girl help me create new branding, which was great. I've got a photo shoot in May with um, a girl called Meg, and I'm really excited for that. That's um, a five-hour photo shoot that I've invested in. Um, the only thing I've not invested in is website. I am going to do that myself, but that's just because I'm a little bit particular about how I want things. But all of these things I'm invested in, I just want to create this, this amazing new brand. And I just felt like I needed to invest in order to do that. And I do think I've made the right decision um so yeah Jeff and even if you look into up level or you're just starting off I would just think about those little changes that will actually push your brand a little bit further than you than you first sort of imagined yeah completely I really agree with you and I think it's not for anyone who's listening I don't think it's necessary to invest lots mm -hmm. of money in order to level up but I think what you've gone through is almost like this realization of actually this is how I want my brand to be and I, how I want it to feel and how I want to feel in running my business and right now what I've got and what I've been using does not represent that so you've gone through this kind of process of wanting wanting to up level everything and it's been amazing to see because there's been such a change in you and the business but I also think that sometimes those up levels are so much like subtler it is that sending that boundary email to your clients to say actually I won't tolerate this anymore or it's, you know, increasing your prices on your website because you've been putting it off. I think there are so many different ways of doing that up level and it's so individual to everyone. 
and mm. yours has been like your, your business has done like a whole 180 in three months which has been amazing <laughs> to watch but yeah. I also think that not everyone has the the kind of time or the energy to do all of the things that you've done in three months so I would say Holly. anyone listening who's thinking how on earth has Holly done all of these things in the space of three months <laughs> Holly is an no, amazing I'm... example of what you can do <laughs> To be honest, I'm not really sure either. I don't really know how this happened because over the last three months, I 100% was not going to have a new website and new branding and it just kind of escalated into this. So I honestly don't understand how it happened either, but I am happy. But yeah, actually for anyone listening, you don't need to do what I've done. It just kind of um, turned into this, but I'm really happy. <laughs> That's the main thing. I'm you're happy. But, uh, but yeah, I think that was the main thing. Like I was looking at my old branding and the more that we were working together and I was talking about up-leveling this kind of image I wanted to portray, I just kept going on my website and looking at my logo and I just kept thinking it's not it's not giving off the image that I want it to give off. Um, so that's kind of why it, like you said, did a 180 and that's kind of why I started just immediately being like, right. And like you said, I'm a just a, I'm a go-getter. I was just like, right, this is it. Writing down what I want to look like, everything, everything uh, changed. But yeah, it's nothing that you need to rush. It's something I have been thinking about for a little while. So um, yeah, not everyone needs to feel like they need to do that. It's just me. Just being. <laughs> if it feels good, do what Holly did. But if not, feel free not to. Everyone is so different. I know some people, it would take them three years to do what you've done in three months. Oh, um, yeah. Last question. And you might have yeah. kind of already answered this, but what is something okay. that you wish you'd done earlier? Um... Hmm, that's a very good question. Um, I would say invest, but obviously I've already said that. So something I wish I'd done earlier. Um, or maybe there's nothing you wish you'd done earlier. Maybe you feel like it all happened at the right time. You know, I think it did. I actually think everything has happened for like a, at the right time if that makes sense if anything I wish I'd just been a virtual assistant earlier I mean that's a really sort of poor example but I just do because I just I honestly I enjoy it so much um and it's just one of those jobs you get so much job satisfaction from it just seeing your clients and how happy they are with with the service that you provide is such a nice feeling and just knowing that you're helping them sort of helping them in order to grow their own business it's an amazing feeling um so if anything I'd wish I'd just yeah maybe just become a virtual assistant earlier on I just feel like it just yeah but then it did happen at the right time because like I said I do feel like coronavirus came in and it would have gone one or two ways and it just went well so maybe it did come at the right time no regrets no regrets no no regrets <laughs> I love that <laughs> I no I love it do you know what it's it's such a good point because you could have said oh I wish I'd implemented my boundaries earlier or I wish I'd got rid of a client earlier but actually I think sometimes you need you need the thing to happen to go through it to learn the lesson like if I'd have just said to you on day one of working together go yeah. and do this this and this but you hadn't been through the thing yourself or you didn't have a reason for doing it you would probably then go and make the mistake later on when it was more impactful yeah. because you haven't learned the lesson yourself and I think we've you know, we've talked about a few things over the last few months that have been 
you know, maybe unexpected or difficult to handle or I don't know, all sorts of things come up in business. But I think you've gone through the thing, learned something from it and then implemented something. And I think to implement earlier, you would have wiped out the whole learning experience. Yeah, definitely. And you've got to remember, nothing's going to be perfect. I mean, the whole job, you can do it for years and years and years. It's never going to be perfect. You're always going to come across challenges. You're always going to make small mistakes and think, oh, I need to learn a lesson from that. Um, like setting boundaries, I could have set them right in the beginning or like after a year, but I didn't really know what boundaries I needed to set because no one had really pushed them. Um, and I didn't really have any set myself for people to push them. So it only became apparent maybe in the last year or so that that they were being pushed to a point where I was feeling, yeah, very overwhelmed by communication and things like that. So yeah, like you said, it was, it is all, you learn every day during this job that you always learn something new, um, which is why I love it as well. But yeah, just remember, it's never gonna be perfect. You have to just go with the flow and just do your best. Yeah, I completely agree. Well, thank you so much for coming and talking to the podcast about your business and your journey and all of the things, because I know so many people will find it helpful just to hear someone else's opinion. Because when you work on your own, sometimes it's like, am I the only one dealing with these things? Yeah. And I think sometimes it's <laughs> nice just to hear that other people are struggling with the same thing or going through the same thing as well. So thank you. Um, where can people find you if they want to come and connect with you? Where are you? Sure. So on Instagram, uh, Holly McCarthy VA. Um, my website's holly-mccarthy.com I'm on LinkedIn as well if you want to find me on there um, but yeah connect with me like give me a message if you're a VA um, it'd be really nice to make some some sort of VA connections that's probably something that I could approve on a little bit I'd love to um, I'd love to talk to a few, a few other VAs and sort of yeah have some talks with people because like you said it can be a bit of a um not lonely world but obviously we do work on our own so actually having a few people to relate to and talk to is always really nice yeah 100 percent. you need like um, a va friend matchmaking service yeah. everyone's exactly. into, into holly's <laughs> inbox if you want a new friend that's it maybe i'll make a new business it's like Tinder, <laughs> well thank you so much i appreciate oh, you a lot oh i appreciate you too you're the best thank you